This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week, our podcast is brought to you by BHP. Reducing greenhouse gas emissions in the production of copper is critical. That's why BHP has committed to solar, wind and battery agreements to help power their copper mine at Olympic Dam in South Australia. It's happening now at BHP. Visit bhp.com slash critical to find out more. might have seen the name Andrew Tate in the news over the summer and wondered who the heck is this guy and what he's done to get locked up in a Romanian prison. We thought the same thing. So in this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts, we take a look at just who he is, why he has such influence, particularly on young men and teenage boys, and why we should care. Squeeze Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Claire, you and I both admitted to having no clue who Andrew Tate was at all. We knew he was a thing. We knew he was in the news, but we really didn't know anything about him until there was some sort of Twitter blow up with Greta Thunberg just after Christmas. Yeah, so on December 27, he baited Thunberg on Twitter uh, with a boast about and this is the quote, uh, the enormous emissions of his luxury car collection. Uh, but her reply pretty well burned him. Uh, shall we say she just mocked his manliness about, you know, what sort of guy needs to drive uh, or pose with super fancy sports cars. There was a bit of back and forth and this one exchange generated heaps of new stories. Like we said, it's probably the first time lots of people particularly people over 30, had even heard of Andrew Mm. Tate. Even though he has more than 4 million followers on Twitter, he has billions of views on TikTok, at least before his account was shut down. Yeah, and it gets even weirder because a couple of days after he sent that tweet, uh, he was arrested by Romanian police on charges of human trafficking and rape. So there's a bit to unpack Mm. about Andrew Tate. Before we look deeper into that, let's take a step back, as we always do, and understand who the hell Andrew Tate is and why we're talking about him, I guess. Yep, let's start at the start. So he's 36 years old. He's a former kickboxing champion. Uh, And after his parents divorced, he was raised by his mum on a council estate north of London. His dad was a US Marine and also a chess master. Yeah, there's nothing hugely amazingly standout-ish about his childhood, but it's clear to many people who have watched him over many years that he is pretty driven to be famous. Yeah, and as a 21-year-old, he appeared on one of those travel reality shows. Then in 2016, he was a contestant on Big Brother in the UK, and this is where we get the first sign of the trouble ahead. Uh, At the time, reports suggested that he was kicked off the show after a video emerged showing him beating his ex-girlfriend with a belt. Yeah, no child charges were laid in relation to that. He says that it was consensual. To join the dots here, how does he go from being, I mean, really, sorry, big brother, but a (laughs) B-grade celebrity to this global social media phenomenon that he is now? Yeah, and that really is the big question. Uh, And off the back of Big Brother, he really starts ramping up his presence on Facebook and Twitter, uh, focusing on this idea of so-called real manhood. Uh, He starts saying pretty misogynistic things, Mm. uh, including that women should stay at home and do what their man tells them. Uh, And then that whole... Me Too movement uh, takes off in the US where he weighs in uh, behind Harvey Weinstein uh, and says that women also need to bear responsibility for being raped uh, and that leads him to being banned on Twitter. Perversely, of course, 
like these things tend to do, it also boosts his profile. It sees him embraced by other high-profile far-right figures, including a meeting with Donald Trump Jr., for example. Let's have a look now at how Andrew Tate moved from sort of the fringe to being known by young people all over the world. So as I kind of said, Claire, Andrew Tate's gone from being pretty unknown outside a small corner of the internet to his TikTok videos having more than 11 billion views. That was, as I said, before his account was shut down in August last year. His rise to fame is quite wild. Yeah, so he starts shaping himself as this kind of guru for young men, uh, selling a version of what we'd call toxic masculinity. His videos offered how-to guides on how to, quote, pull women, uh, make fast money and live an Insta-worthy life uh, where you really don't have to be accountable to anyone. Yeah, his views seem to get more extreme and particularly those that have watched this closely say that's the case. His post became more and more inflammatory as he realised that this was making his profile bigger and he's making money off this business model as well. Yeah, and there's plenty of more benign stuff as well, like him posing with cars and boats and private jets, smoking cigars, living the playboy life uh, and offering life advice like real men don't own cats. Uh, (laughs) But then it's mixed with really awful things. He talks about his sister being her husband's property uh, and even how he condone hitting and choking women and stopping them from going out. I'm just laughing because I don't get the car thing at all. (laughs) He sets up a private online group called Hustlers University. The joining fee is $100 a month, so significant investment. He has more than 120,000, mostly boys and young men paying that, so he's getting pretty rich off it. Mm. Those hardcore supporters are amplifying everything that he does as well. Yeah, to the point that in July last year, he was the most Googled name in Mm. the UK ahead of Donald Trump and Kim Kardashian. Yeah, we talked before how Donald Trump Jr. was one of the people who helped legitimise Tate, but there were plenty of others liking his stuff and helping him become what he is now, which is a cult figure. Yeah, so there are photos of him posing with then-British politician Nigel Farage. Uh, That was back in 2019, and he appeared on the podcast of US conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Uh, And the point is, it doesn't matter if you or I don't really know a lot about any of Mm. them, uh, but they are prominent figures in their own right. They confer legitimacy on Tate amongst their own supporters. Yeah, and I guess what people are saying is that it's disturbing that he's able to put all of this content out on the likes of TikTok, as we said as well as Facebook and Instagram until they all threw him off in August last year. Yeah, and that's likely only in part because so many media organisations started doing investigations into him and asking tough questions of social media companies and why they hadn't done anything. Uh, But then as Fortune would have it for Tate, Twitter gets a new owner in Elon Musk and he's allowed back on that platform in November. And we're tying it all together because that's how he was allowed to engage with Greta Thunberg back in December. It leads us to the next part of the story, his arrest in Romania a couple of days after he sent that tweet to her. Yeah, so while we've been talking about all this horrible stuff Tate has been doing online, about five years ago he moved to Romania. He said at the time that was because, and this is the quote, even though I'm not a rapist, I like being able to do what I want. And at that time, he left the UK. He was under investigation by police. He was running an adult webcam business and there had been allegations of abuse made against him. Yeah, that's right. Uh, But he'd been living a pretty free life in Romania until last year when police took him into custody. Uh, There was an internet theory running wild. 
for a while that a pizza box in the background of the video he'd posted uh, to get back at Tumburg revealed his location and allowed police to arrest him. But the Romanian police <laughs> say, no, that's not the case. They'd been investigating him for ages and knew exactly where he was. So next up, we'll have a look at what the Romanian police have on Andrew Tate and why it's important to be alert to his influence on boys and young men in particular. Before we get into what might be in the news next week, a message from our podcast advertiser, BHP. This week, they're keen to share with Squizzers how the resources they mine are key to the energy transition to renewable energy. Yeah, we often hear about the push towards renewable energy, but what doesn't get as much attention is the role resources play in making that transition possible. Take steel, for instance. It's a key material used in the construction of renewable energy infrastructure as well as in bridges, transportation, hospitals and schools. And a big part of it comes from iron ore. BHP says the importance of responsibly produced Australian iron ore is clear. And by that, they mean reducing the greenhouse gas emissions associated with iron ore production. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power their port facilities at Port Hedland. It's happening now at BHP. And if you want to learn more, visit bhp.com forward slash critical. You'll find that link in your episode notes. All right, so what we know is Romanian police raided Tate's house in Bucharest in late December. Exactly what are they alleging that Tate's done, Claire? Well, they say they'd been closely watching Tate and his brother Tristan, uh, plus two Romanians since April last year. Uh, The organised crime squad put out a statement saying uh, the four suspects appear to have created an organised crime group uh, with the purpose of recruiting, housing and exploiting women by forcing them to create pornographic content meant to be seen on specialised websites for a cost. And the police are then alleging the victims were recruited by Tate, that he pretended to be seeking a relationship with them. They call this a lover boy strategy. I've since learnt Claire. They forced them to appear in the videos under the threat of violence. And just last week, a judge granted prosecutors a second 30-day extension uh, to keep the group behind bars without any charges being laid. Uh, Police say that they're still gathering evidence. Because of that, Andrew Tate is still managing to tweet plenty from detention, telling his support. This is the quote, this is all about politics and that he is innocent. And you and I might say that this guy is pretty revolting. Mm. Uh, How could anyone pay him any attention? Just ignore him. Uh, But the point is plenty of young people have been listening to him. And I think that's the key thing in all of this. It's amazing how much teenagers and young adults know about him. And what those who have been looking into this say is that they really look up to him. Yeah, and earlier in the week, there was this video on the Sydney Morning Herald. Mm. Their reporter was just chatting to millennials and all the girls and young women knew about him and didn't like him, but the guys were far more open to what he had to say. Uh, They talked about the fact that there was a lot to admire about him uh, and that other people were really just jealous of him. Cue lots of people trying to get their head around why they feel like that, why these boys feel like that. We know teachers in the UK already consider him a problem and some schools have put out guidance notes on how to talk about him in the classroom. Yeah, and the British Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, even got a question in Parliament about how schools should tackle pupils being brainwashed by Tate. He did say tech firms were on notice to ensure they enforced age limits to protect children from harmful and online 
content. It's not just the UK, though, Claire, where Tate's influence has spread. Yeah, schools here are reporting the same issues. And there was an Instagram post from a New Zealand teacher that went viral, for example, uh, saying 13 to 15-year-old boys are making terrible comments about girls, really echoing the stuff that Tate says. So we mightn't have heard about Tate until a month ago, but it's probably, Claire, on all of us now to talk to the young people in our life to make sure we're having these conversations about the stuff they might see online. Cue my recommendation. (laughs) Yeah, it's a big wake-up call, that seems to be for sure. That's your shortcut to Andrew Tate. As I said, on to our recommendations now. Claire, this seems like one uh, that is perfect for the team at Squeeze mm. Kids. Um, Squeeze Kids is a branch of the Squeeze, which is a daily news podcast for parents and teachers to listen to with, what, 8 to 12-year-olds yep. mainly. Um, they have a media literacy program called News Hounds that's rolling out in schools around the country. I think we've got close to 600 schools mm. signed up to do that. That program tackles fake news and how you can look at what kids are looking at online and really address the issues around what might be real, might, what might not be real and how to have those conversations. So probably a good one to plug in light of Andrew Tate. Yeah, we all want kids to become critical consumers of media and that's what Newshounds is about. We're really proud of it. We encourage if you've got kids to get your school onto it because it's a really great program. Uh, For me, if you missed Greta Thunberg's reply to Tate that nearly broke the internet over the Christmas period, it's well worth a look. (laughs) She was really, really snappy with it. Good on her. She's very quick. Also, I've got a link to that video that we referred to with the SMH going around and asking millennials about Andrew Tate if you want to check that out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Squeeze Shortcuts. We hope that was informative. We've had lots of people asking about Andrew Tate, so it's good to get you across that one. And, of course, as always, we will be back next week. Claire and I also back on Saturday Squeeze this Saturday. As always, Claire? Yeah, I can't wait. A lot more discussion about news, a bit more of a lean-back experience and more recommendations as well of what we're reading, listening and watching. Enjoy your week. We'll chat to you soon. Kate Watson, co-host of News Club and The Weekly Wrap, jumping in here to say thank you for listening to our podcasts first and foremost. And if you like them, we'd really appreciate it if you could share them. Tell your mates about us. Tell your family. Tell your barista, tell your hairdresser, whoever you think might be interested in the news that we cover. You telling people about us is still the number one way we grow. Thanks in advance.